Golden Deer Productions. Golden Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Enter, just, you forgot to enter. Hi, I'm Joan Sal G. Blake, a registered dietitian nutritionist, nutrition professor at Boston University, and this is my golden hour. Oh, oh God, what's going on? Where am I going? Oh. Dad? Yes, my son. I am Deuce, the dear God. I'm so confused. Who am I? Derek, your true name is Dercules. Dercules. Wait, what? Yes, you are Dercules, the god of the forest. <laughs> Season five. Hosted by your favorite podcast host, Big Bochi. You already know the deal, mother. What's up? Your son's name is Adam Dalton Blake? Yes, it is. How do you know Adam Dalton Blake? Well, you should know him. Wait, before we move on. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Connor Hawley of the Golden Hours Podcast. And listen, we had a big short film shoot last night. But my guest is going to come through with that energy today. And I'm not the most energetic, but we're going to provide some value. And if you, by chance, get any sort of value from the episode, whether you laugh, you're informed, you you learned something cool, just share it with a friend. That's all we ask. Before I introduce my guest, who's the producer in the building today? Yo, yo, Big Fresh checking in. And Big Fresh is refreshed, baby. Yeah, I slept great last night, so. Oh, so you did sleep well in the rainstorm. Yeah, yeah, I always do. I love the rain. Hey, I love when you're here, man. Thank you. And I love your new sweatshirt. (laughs) And on my right, we have been so eager to run an episode with a dietitian slash nutritionist. And what, what is the proper term? I want to make sure I mess it up. Registered dietitian nutritionist. Okay. That's going to be tough for me to remember. Okay. Registered dietitian nutritionist. This young woman on my right knows food. And she know. knows health and how to get hot and feel good. <laughs> and so on my right, I have Joan Salge Blake. Salge? Salge, fine. Yep. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I can't. I'm excited. I blew here in oh. from Boston University. Do you want to give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Yes. Hi. I am a nutrition professor at Boston University, and I teach nutrition. I wrote the textbook for the class, believe it or not. That was a big job. I have a, I'm a host of the Health, and Nutrition, and Wellness podcast called Spot On. So that's all major platforms. I do a lot of media interviews. I write for the Boston Globe. Um, she does everything. Okay, <laughs> US just News. look her name up. Like <laughs> it is just pages and pages of different stuff. You're a, a rep for Chobani. Well, I used to be on the Chobani advisory board. That ended, but um, I am on the Fitbit advisory board. Two thing, two products that I use See, all the time. That's right. That's why you and I get along. So is that sponsored? Yeah, this was a gift from them. Yes. So what is? So I have the Inspire. What is that called? Oh, this this is the big Kahuna. This like gives you you know horoscope everything. You know what I mean? That, no. That's like the Iron Man watch. <laughs> right. And so before we had started, you were saying how many steps you try to do a day? I try to do about six miles. So like we're talking thirteen thousand. Thirteen thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that number. Are, are you totally anal about making sure your numbers are right? Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm always all, checking. Yeah, yeah. It. like I well I already know, but I want I want to see a comma and two digits in front of that comma. Okay, otherwise I'm not going to bed. I'm walking around the apartment. All right. 
Well, you're on ComAv, right? Yes, I am. That's so absolutely You have no. no excuse. No, because Boston University is 1.5 miles from Kenmore Square all the way to the end. So just to even get anywhere, you're going to load up this baby. I know. My question is, how are you going to maintain it in the winter? Because I, so I newly have this. Yeah. I haven't had it in the winter yet. Right, right. Do you go on the treadmill? Yeah, no. I uh, called, It's called Uggs. And, okay. and, and a parker and a hat and mittens. And you're still and you're, out there. Yeah, I'm still out there. You can just you know, come visit. I'll be walking in the snow. <laughs> you got a motor. I got a motor. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think I do know who your son is. How do you know I my think, son? I believe. I don't know if this is the right person, but did he go to Lincoln Sudbury Regional High School? Yes, he did. As did I. <gasps> no. No, I got a call. Can we text him right now? <laughs> I, I don't have his number, but but <laughs> I, I remember do. was he very active in theatrical productions? Yes, he was. I remember he your was. son very yes. well. I can't believe that I have to go D- home. Did you grow up in? Like, did you live in Sudbury? Yes, I did. Whereabouts? Yeah, I lived, um, you know, down uh, Old Lancaster. It was near um, the Our Lady of Fatima, maybe like two miles from Lincoln no Sudbury. That is a riot. Were you in the same grade? Or I think he was a couple grades older than me. I'm from Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, you're from Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, the other side, yeah, Lincoln. Whatever. The yes, country bumpkin I love like, I think it's gorgeous. Good for you. That is a But I'm not from the nice part. Oh, you're not? Oh. I'm from off a route, too. Oh, for goodness sakes. What? Was there like not a nice part in Lincoln? Come on. <laughs> I like being a victim. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln is a victim. Oh, yeah. It was so tough. <laughs> there was no Starbucks. Oh, well, it was painful. Well, there's no stores. Right. That's right. Did well, you know that well, there are two that restaurants little, in Lincoln? Yeah, but they're adorable. And they have that little area where the train is so don't like make like there was like low electricity for goodness gracious sakes hey paul revere he <laughs> rode through lincoln with that lantern a, a booze from waltham yeah yeah oh is he mm-hmm. Waltham is great yeah oh my goodness the rest, oh my years. goodness yeah. like you could it would take you what four years to eat your way through uh well then there's Probably, so many fabulous yeah. restaurants yeah. There. that's great that's great maybe a year for all the good restaurants yeah so yeah. listen okay. one when you leave say yeah. hey I was on a great podcast yes. with Connor Hallway. He's okay. an L- he's an LS warrior. Okay, I'm 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 gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna call my son. And so I know we're on a tight time schedule here. Yep. So I want to make sure we get some really solid value out okay. of the episode. And I think one thing we can definitely do is our our main demographic listening are like 22 to 32 year olds, yep. right? I want to just simplify, dude. You guys are messing up your eating in this way. What changes people can make right. and what foods we should cut instantly. Before we get into that, can you just kind of describe your your nutritionist background right. and like when you start totally being obsessed with food? Right. Okay, this is what happened. Um, I have a doctorate um, in uh, education. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. I have a master's degree in nutrition. Um, but really what makes me credible is that I'm Italian. So being, so you eat a yeah, lot, I, yeah, yeah, and we eat good food, and we talk a lot, and we use our hands, but we are passionate about You're food. Pumped. I'm pumped, and we use <laughs> great food to put in our body, and that really, when you mesh the Italian, the food, and you know, healthy foods with the science of nutrition, it's like a marriage made in heaven. So really, it's the passion that comes from being an Italian, the passion for nutrition. And really, I like to do exactly what you just said. Take the science, it's mumbo-jumbo, complicated, and drill it down to understandable terms where you can implement into your life to improve your life one bite at a time. 
So isn't the, the classic Italian diet very carb heavy? Well, you know, let's look at the Mediterranean diet. You're right. A lot of fruits and vegetables and grains, pasta, a lot of fish, a good good olive oil, a little bit of it, you know, going on there. Um, just, it just, it's, but it's fresh. It's like wonderful. In fact, last year I spent a month in Italy teaching a course for Boston University or helping a professor teach a course. Next um, year I'm going to be doing it. Just to immerse yourself into it with the Mediterranean diet and the whole lifestyle and walking, you know, it's just absolutely fabulous and science-based. And we know that that type of a lifestyle will increase longevity, you know, help you fight um, the major causes of death among Americans, heart disease, certain cancers, stroke, type 2 diabetes. So four of the top seven causes of death you can fight with a fork and a knife. What are the what are four of the top seven heart disease? Heart disease, certain cancers, stroke, and type two by diabetes. Yeah, so that's newly becoming um, like Out part of, control? of the, well, part of the public conscious, right? Right that, right. that you can totally change a lot of these diseases and a lot and its effect on your life based right. on your diet, right. right? And like you said, the audience, my bro audience here that you have here from 22 to 35, now is the time to do it. Don't, not, your mother should do it too, your grandfather should do it, but now is the time to do it because you want to set that habits now and fight those diseases early on. So this is like the perfect time. Well, how do we know what diets are accurate? Right. Because, I mean, people have only really been studying diet as a science for 100 years maybe. Oh, well, we, you know, it goes back about about that. You know, look at Hippocrates said, you know, food is thy medicine. So it goes way back from that. But I think what we know now is we understand that uh, food is part of the medical treatment or more importantly, the prevention. So when you look at the diets like the Mediterranean diet, again, very high in the fruits and the vegetables and the grains and the fish and the healthy oils. Uh, my plate, a veg- healthy vegetarian type diet. All of these have the same common denominator. A lot of plant forward foods that are, are great for you. And, and carbs is not the villain on the plate. Carbs are your fruits and your vegetables, the whole grain. They refined are not refined carbs, though. Well, refined. Well, let me explain refined. No, let me tell you about refined carbs. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, refined carbs would be pasta. Okay, uh, hello, Italian pasta, uh, enriched flour, great nutrients. So, it's not ref- it's not refined. It, it's more of sweets and treats that are the problem. And if you look at the Mediterranean type diet, where are sweets and treats? On the top, just a little bit amount, but for a cannoli, that, but yeah, but the cannoli comes on holidays. Look at you sitting back and telling me about cannolis. Um, so you know it, that only comes on special occasions. Unfortunately, what Americans have done is made the cannoli and the sweetened beverages an everyday event, and it was never an everyday event. So it's not that um, uh, sugars are bad. It's the frequency. I'm going to tell you a story growing up. Okay, so my mother worked outside the home, and she would go food shopping on Wednesday. I'm sorry, on Thursdays when she got paid. And she would go food shopping, Italian mother. And she would buy for the week. And then she would get um, a pint of a Breyers ice cream, which at the time was like the Crimela, correct? Breyers is great. Breyers, Breyers, Breyers is great. Oh, awesome. Breyers, excellent, fabulous. Like cookie dough. Oh, yes, stop. Sir. 
So uh, then she would get um, a big thing of Hershey chocolate, like a big chocolate bar. Oh, your mom and, was going in. Yeah, okay, no, wait, I'm in therapy over this. She would get, she wouldn't get Nabisco um, Oreos. She would get like the A&P knockoffs, which I'm in therapy over. I can't understand why I never got the real thing. You know, it was really upsetting. But anyway. Shame no, on your mom. That's a, that's a whole other issue. But... What would happen, like any normal household, it was every man for himself. So if I didn't eat it, my siblings were going to eat it. So it was every man for himself. So basically, by Saturday morning, the Oreo, the knockoff Oreos were gone, the Briars was gone, and the Hershey bar was gone. But what the issue was, my mother didn't go food shopping again until next Thursday. So that was it. Now, what's happened, and it keeps happening now, is on Saturday morning when those sweets and treats are gone, you go and buy more. And that is what the problem is. So it's not just the ice cream. It's not the, the sweet and you know, treats. It's the frequency of them. So you roll back to that's what the change is. When did sweetened beverages and chocolate and ice cream become an everyday event? And that's what the issue is. So we have to get back to, I would call it like retro eating, going back to the way your grandmother raised you, go back to more fruits and vegetables on the plate, you know, go back to, you know, lean meats, some healthy oils, and let's put these sweets and treats where they belong, you know, just a little bit, you know, every so often, not every day. Yes, I've heard you say a couple times that people should enjoy food. That's right. It should be an enjoyable yes, experience. Yes, right. The number one reason why uh, people choose a food is taste. Hello, taste. It's a dopamine hit. Yeah, not a dopamine. It just tastes good. Basil That's what tastes I'm saying. good. Tomatoes, yum, taste good. That's all great. But at what point? Well, you're familiar with the paleo diet, I'm yes. sure, right? Right. Is it, is it an effective diet? Right. And can you elaborate on what it is, right. please? So paleo diet is the hunter and gatherers, and it's very, well, it depends upon where you grew up. You it's know, it's what I do, it, just right, for reference. Right, right, right. And you look a little pale to me, but that's, anyway. So um, <laughs> it is uh, mostly hunter and gather, and it's a lot of meat and less, you know, vegetables. And we have science that says the inverse is what's good for you. Let's go back to the Mediterranean diet. So... You know, the paleo diet where it was just all meat is not going to What's be... all meat and plants and animals. Plants, plants and animals, but a big hunk of meat on the plate and some vegetables. Paleo is in like, these are what the cavemen were eating. Right. That's how the human race progressed. Right. Keep in mind that their life expectancy was 36. So I plan to live way beyond age 36. How okay. old? Uh, I'm, I'm going to at least about 100. You're yeah. going to 130. Yeah, I'm go- the, I'm way, go- the way yeah, you're rocking. Yeah, the way, absolutely. And then I have my son in New York. So everything's fine. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, but that, we don't have any long-term research on that because, you know, this is new. But we have long-term research on the Mediterranean-type diet, plant-based as such. So, so where is the science and the research on this? And we know that the fruits and vegetables, Mother Nature's finest, you know, are full not of only of fiber, um, but they're full of water and they taste good. So anything that's high in fiber and water, like fruits and vegetables, they fill you up before they fill you out. We have over 70% of Americans overweight, which, which increases your risk. 70%? Over 70%. This is, I call that job security for me. But no, over 70%, no yes. And so what is going on here? And we need to get more fruits and vegetables in our, on our plate to crowd out 
that big hunk of of fatty meats. I love meat. I love all foods, but it should be lean meat and should be a smaller portion. And let's get fish in twice a week because we know that increases longevity. What is a healthy weight if there are 70% of Americans overweight? Right, 70%. So I'm six foot three. Right. What would a healthy weight be for me well, based on your you calculation? Know, really, really, you know, off the top of my head, I don't know anybody's six feet. I stop at six one. But, and, um, as my son is, uh, you can go on and Google BMI, body mass index, mm-hmm. and put in your height and your weight. And you're a, th- a thin person here. So I'm, you're not, I wouldn't put you in that. I wouldn't worry so much. Um, I'm not but, thin, I'm hot. I'm yeah, hot. Well, thin. All right. So whatever. <laughs> um, so, so I wouldn't worry. But, a lot of people aren't, and a lot of it is based on the fact that their diets are not healthy. They're not healthy for the long term, and they're inactive. Bad combo. Sedentary. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, issues. Is that number rising based on your research? It's only been going up. I have, it has not gone down. It used to be 59%. used to be 69%. Now it's over 70 It's going up. How much of that do you think has to do with modern technology and things being things being created for convenience for humans? Absolutely. Major, major part of it. You know, even the fact that, you know, if you work in an office and not long ago, maybe a decade ago, you would have to print something out. You would have to go and walk to the one printer that was on the floor, right? Because the printers were so expensive. So it was these big mega printers. And so you'd have to get up from your desk and walk and pick it up. Get up from your desk every time you print out something. Now the printer is right in your office. So you don't even get up to move. I mean, look what texting is doing. Look what I think a big issue is, and you can have me back next year, is Uber and Lyft. You don't even walk anywhere. You're I, in a major city. You, you, take, you take an Uber or a Lyft to get from one end of the campus to the other. I mean, I'm being sarcastic, but you see what I'm saying? So all of this is, is causing you to be very, very um, sedentary. You put on top of that an unhealthy diet that is mm-hmm. high, higher in calories than you need, and you've got a formula that says why over 70% of Americans are overweight. See, I was under the impression that people are more conscious about their health now than ever, though. They are. They are they're but talking they, about it. They're talking they're about it. not doing anything about right. it, though. Right. Well, you're following influencers on social media that are not credible. They're not registered dietitian, nutritionists, do not understand the science, just doing wacko stuff. A lot of celebrities are doing that. And people are always looking for the next thing to quickly help them with their weight. You know, it took them years to get to the point where they are on the bathroom scale, and they want it off tomorrow. So they're very, very uh, full prep to this quick fixes which we know doesn't fix anything quickly and so you really have to step back and look at what you're eating what your lifestyle is and go back to eating a healthy diet that is good for your lifestyle and good for your health and that is one that is very much plant forward in a lot of fruits and vegetables and when the grains come to be more whole grain although refined in the case of the pasta is just fine and some protein, but a, don't eat a, a half a cow, you know. I mean, you can get lean protein and, of course, uh, skinless poultry. And, of course, I love fish and beans. Well, because there's so much research out there, how do you vet your research? And what do you choose? It's right. like, okay, this is right, this is wrong, right. this is a good source, this isn't. Right. Well, and how should people right. do the same? That's great. That is a great. First of all, one study is no study. 
So whenever something comes out in the headlines and says, uh, this study just said blank, one study is no study. It's only when there is a a lot, a consensus, a lot of studies saying the same thing over and over again. Do you have a consensus? Then we have something. And that's when typically organizations, excuse me, such as the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, the American Heart Association, says the consensus says that based on the research, diets such as the Mediterranean diet are very good and they've been shown to help, you know, increase longevity. That's when you can hang your hat on it. One study is no study. And so you really keep that in mind and keep in mind where is it coming from? Who is saying it? So um, who do you use? So so I am, well, you know, I read the science. Mm-hmm. I read the science. So I can read an article and say, yeah, this is legitimate. I read uh, the journals from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, the um, circulation of the American Heart Association, New England Journal of Medicine. I'm on top of all of these all the time. And so to understand what's coming around. But... It doesn't change a lot. We're still on the same message of this plant-forward type of a diet. Nobody is saying because of one diet that comes out and says, you know, eat this and you're going to live forever, which is silly because there's no such thing as a superfood. It's called a super diet, not a superfood. And that just makes the thing sexy. But, you know, I don't care what kind of exotic berry you're going to put on your cereal in the morning, it's not like going to save you. Yeah. You're putting kimchi on your yeah. stuff? I mean, you know something? It, you don't have to go that far. You don't have to go, you know, and make this a challenge. Just go back to the produce aisle and the frozen food aisle where the produce is too because that's affordable and ready to roll. So how do you, how do they deem a lot of these studies as valid if they're about longevity and they're lifelong. Right. So it takes years of accumulating this prospective studies. We're looking at, you know, following people in the future. We we go retrospective. We follow. Animal testing? Animal, well, typically you start with animals, you know, to do, you know, rats is what you always start with. Uh, then you go to clinical trials with people, and that's the best one to do. But, but the good news is that nutrition is you know, we now we know that is such a major player when it comes to your health that now more and more funding is going into nutrition research where it should be. You know, I can help you when you get a heart attack, but couldn't I do better if I helped you prevent getting a heart attack? Or Why are you pointing at me like I'm okay. a heart attack? Because, Don't do this Because to you me. look very pale. I'm just lying to you. You need more than four hours sleep. You know, this is not well, looking well on you, okay? I'm just telling you, okay? I feel good. Okay, Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's a paleo diet. Yes. And you don't like the paleo. I do not like paleo. I want more fruits and vegetables and better grains. Some meat, but I don't need to have you know the whole plate covered with protein source. No. And so an average macro split, what do you like in terms of carbs, fats, and proteins? Right. So really, we want to talk about 45 to 65% of your diet is, uh, would be you know, carbohydrates, and that's fruits, vegetables, grains. Um, milk actually goes in there because it has a good source of carbohydrates. Some people don't like dairy. Why is that? Uh, um, that's a personal issue. I have nothing problem with dairy. I love my yogurt. I love my milk. Um, I love my lattes, So, um, which is a great way to get uh, milk into you. If you don't like milk per se to drink it, have a latte because that's a boatload of uh, uh, lean dairy in there. Uh, about you know uh, twenty to 35 percent fat and the good fats, the nuts, the olive oil, the canola oil, a and then a little the, guacamole in there. Yeah, I love 
guacamole, yes. And then with salsa and carrots. You like Chipotle? Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, what? Do you like Chipotle? I like Chipotle. Yes, I do like Chipotle. I like everything. I'm Italian. Did we not start this? You know, um, it's Italian. You're right. right? Okay. And then the rest of it is protein. So, um, you know, that's the macro way to do it. But people don't eat percentages. Just if, if you want to do it. What does a plate look like? Yeah, okay. That's good. I'm just going to go... I was just going to say, you can Google choosemyplate.gov, and what that will do is you'll bring up the icon, My Plate. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen it. And it's a really cool icon because it's a visual reminder of what your plate should look like. And so if you pull this up, half of the plate is fruits and vegetables, about a quarter are grains, and a quarter is a protein, and then you have that glass of milk on the side. So those are the five food groups, and that gives you variety, proportionality, and it's a great visual to remind you that's what your plate should look like. That's a plant-forward eating pattern. That's what it should look like. So what is your diet? My, my diet is... I know you gotta, you're mixing in a lot, but like today, yeah, what are you going right, to eat? Right, So like in the morning, I will have like my yogurt and I'll have cereal on top of my Michelle yogurt. Bonnie. My chobani. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> I do like that. Uh, and I'll have coffee. I need my coffee. My coffee with my milk in it. My frothy milk. Regular black uh, coffee? Yeah, no, I got my frothy milk and I have a frother. Okay. Uh, and then some fruit, fresh fruit and everything. Then I'll go on to the day. Now, what I do... And we're going to get into this because you you're, want to ask me about fasting. I have my big meal at lunch, and I do a lighter meal in the day. Yeah, see, this was very interesting to me on the phone that you said, hey, I don't eat after 7 p.m. Right, right. And so I definitely wanted to, I know we're bouncing around a little bit, but I definitely wanted to talk about the benefits to not eating heavier right, in the nighttime. Right. This is absolutely fascinating research. And I am going to tell you that I was when I was in graduate school and learned to read. I'm not going to sign. Okay, you what think, are you? Twenty six? Yeah, seven. I don't lie about my age. Um, <laughs> my master thesis was the effect of the time of day that food is consumed in its relationship to weight loss. Okay, that was a hundred years ago. And what are we finding out now? We're finding out that timing when you eat may have a tremendous impact on how your body metabolizes the food and therefore affects your weight. And the old adage to eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper, so smaller, is coming through now. It is can you, absolutely Can you go over that fading. again? Yeah. So you're going to eat breakfast like a king. Big meal. Okay. Like big fresh. But, but yeah. So then you're going to have lunch like a prince. Okay, and dinner like a pauper. So you're basically you're you're an upside down triangle. As the day goes on, your calories decrease. Most Americans are this way; they increase, and after a while, you start to look like a triangle, and that's why seventy percent of Americans are overweight or more. So, so you don't like the warrior diet? No, I. So I am more during the day. I'm feeding my brain. I'm feeding my body. Right, and then I'm less at night. Stop eating, and then I fast through the night. Sixteen hours? Not sixteen. You know, you know, maybe twelve, because you know, the time you get up and get going again, and that has worked famous for me, and gives me energy, and I sleep better, and um, it's a better way to manage my weight. And I think that you're going to find more and more research. This is emerging research to come out that the time of day that you eat. Uh, is going to have a major impact on weight management. So you don't technically fast. You're more of like a time-restrictive. Right. That's exactly what. I time-restrict. And that's what um, 
I find to be good for my uh, my brain and my body, uh, better for manage my weight. Uh, it's just a healthier way to, to do it. It really is. And so how? So obviously there are so many options out there. Mm-hmm. How much of this is just totally based on preference and what makes you feel good? Of course. I mean, the, your diet is makes make you happy. Remember, we said the number one uh, reason people choose food is taste. So it has to taste good. And then what you what you like, what you absolutely like, and what you grew up with. You know, uh, I'm Italian, so we grew up with a lot of soups and vegetables and things. You know, Mr. Fresh. I don't, what did you grow up with? Um, <clears throat> well, so my family's Mongolian. Mm-hmm. And the Mongolian diet is a, something that I've kind of like been interested in over time because since Mongolia is a landlocked country mm-hmm. um, throughout history, the variety of the foods in the diet is not, um, there's, there's not no, a lot of var- mm-hmm. lo- a lot of variety. So it's a lot of like meats, mm-hmm. um, flour, mm-hmm. like grains. What, what meat? Like beef? <clears throat> Like a lot of beef, uh, maybe some lamb here and there, um, mm. and you know the basic vegetables like carrots and potatoes. Yeah, right. So, but you had vegetables. Yeah, yes. but I feel like those aren't the best vegetables in, in terms you know, of nutrition. <clears throat> what know are know the best vegetables? You know something? Don't pick on Mother Nature. Mm. Mother Nature has never steered you wrong, and mm. there's nothing wrong with potatoes. They're a fabulous source of fiber and potassium. They're inexpensive, and carrots. Hello, carrots. So it, it's absolutely fine. So all vegetables are terrific. So I don't. You know, this is like saying what's the best vegetable. This is like saying well, which which one of your sons do you really love the most? I mean, you know what I mean? Equally, I love them both. Oh, you have two. I have two, and I have a daughter-in-law who I love. But the son's more than the daughter-in-law. No, no, not in this case. All three. <laughs> all three were equal. There's enough love to go around. Let's okay. go. Let's go. So, um, you know, all of Mother Nature's vegetables uh, and fruit are really good. So don't, you know, it's not like one is better. I mean, I'll go back to what I said. There's no super food. It's a super, super diet. diet. That's the key. And that's going to be the key to keep you healthy. So you don't believe in longer fasts in boosting your cognition? Because I reach a point in the day normally probably when I'm about hour 16 to hour 20 in my fast where I feel very focused and very productive. Mm -hmm. You think that's counterproductive? I don't appreciate that for multiple reasons. Your brain loves fuel and your brain um, operates on glucose. So to me, I'm always giving enough during the day when I need to feed my brain uh, food, healthy foods going in. That sounds perfect, right? This is like a, a Ferrari. And you're putting gas in the Ferrari, right? Premium fuel. Yeah, right. You got it. You not unleaded. No, no. Pre- we're talking... <laughs> right. Okay. So I am putting in fabulous fuel during the day to feed my brain and my body. And then not at night when I don't need it, right? But I feel somewhat sluggish if I eat early. Well, Why is that? Well, it all depends upon what you're eating. What makes you sluggish? And I'm going to tell you, Mr. Four Hours Sleep. Listen, it's not is, like that every night. I don't. Oh, I, we're shooting a short film last night. Okay. I'm calling Mr. Fresh. I'm calling you tomorrow. I want to see how many hours sleep he got. Right. Four hours sleep is not good. The how, body needs to rest. Okay? How many did you get last night? Okay. I always get eight, eight and a half. Oh, you got that beauty sleep. I know. Look at me. I'm <laughs> You're 27. Glowing. I'm 27. Um, so, you know, I like that fuel. I like that fuel going in the tank when I need it and not going in when I don't need it, when I'm sleeping. And that but what if food's great. a distraction? 
Why? Well, why would it be a distraction? What do you work in a bakery? I mean, what? Why would you be? Well, it's like you know, you got to prepare your salad. You got to cut up your chicken. You got to cut up your guacamole. You you might even have to put a fried egg on that thing. Then you got to put the balsamic dressing on it. Right. You know, take twenty minutes off Instagram and focus on getting foods prepped. You know what I mean? Now you have with all the technology that we talked about in the beginning of this episode. You should have all this extra time on your hands. But no, you're just on Instagram and social media. You don't know me. I know you. I follow you. So uh, I, I know that you're just at where you are devoting your time. So if this was a priority, uh, you would do it and get off social media and do it. And I'll tell you, you you're actually gonna don't feel know. Good. I no, I I prep every single one of my meals. Yeah. Uh, Good for you. Then why are you making like you're like, don't do that. I'm playing a little devil's advocate. Oh, gotcha, so what do you eat? What what kind of meals do you have? So today I'll have a arugula salad mm-hmm. with four chicken breasts mm-hmm. with light olive oil yes. and light balsamic vinaigrette right, right. with a handful of walnuts, a half of an avocado, mm-hmm. two fried eggs, and a tomato. Okay. Now that's your like one meal, is that it? I have that twice a day. Twice a day. Okay. That's a heck of a lot of protein that you don't need. I mean, those poor little chickens. Um, you know, you don't need all of that protein. And I would say do more of the vegetables and fruit. And why don't we spread it out? Like, what time of the day are you eating this? Today, I'll probably... Well, I had my last meal yesterday at 6.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Today, I'll probably eat at 2.30 p.m. So it'll be a 20-hour fast. And then I'll probably close my meal window around 7.30 tonight. Right. Your choice to do that. Um, the <laughs> foods that you're picking are on the healthier range of things. I just don't think, I think the proportionality when I talked about my plate isn't there. That, chicken, more that chicken is muscling out all those vegetables. You don't need that much protein. Everything else on there is looking good. What if you're um, trying to gain muscle though? Is, is Are there negative health consequences to like a, a more vegetarian, vegan-based diet? It doesn't have to be as long as it's um, uh, adequate protein. What we need to do is for muscle synthesis, we need A, a, a weight resistance you know, uh, exercises like lifting weights or whatever. You need to have protein actually throughout the day because that helps synthesize it rather than bulking it all late at Directly night. Directly after the workout, there's right. also benefit right. to that too. Right, but guess what's fueling your workout, my dear, is the carbohydrates. That's what's giving you the energy to either run on the treadmill or lift the weights. So, you, you know, the chicken breast alone is not going to help you do that. The chicken breast on a sandwich with the grains and the tomato and the lettuce is going to be a better bet. So we don't need to be, you know, overdoing it in the protein at the expense of the good, healthy carbs that will fuel your workout. So are most professionals in your industry do they appreciate the same type of diet that you like or is it does it vary a lot because i've heard a lot of people who really want to cut down on breads and grains right like are you familiar with chris uh chris kresser very familiar give me more he's been on joe rogan a bunch okay but he's totally fully paleo. He loves okay. paleo. Yeah. So you hate his guts. Yeah. No, I don't hate his guts. I don't even know who he was. Um, but he isn't. He doesn't travel in my world. I travel in the world where it's all science based and with health professionals that have been schooled and we understand the science. So I know that that Mediterranean diet is healthy. It's based on science. I know that my plate is a healthy way. You to look eat. glowing. You I look, look great. Glow. My diet. Um, so. 
you know, that's who I travel with. And I'm, I'm skeptical of people like that that do not have a science background and project this out there. And then you are following it and it's not based on science. I'm telling you what's based on science. I am going to live to 100 and maybe 130 because I'm following the diet that's based on science. And I feel good about it and it's working. And um, I know at the same time that I'm fighting heart disease and I'm, you know, reducing my risk of diabetes and certain cancers and strokes. So I'm going I'm to live forever. I'm going to outlive you. Let's live together. Oh. <laughs> Why don't we do that? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're Can married. We I'm married. You're not living with me. Okay. That's it. Okay. Real quick. Yes. I want to just produce a, a couple clips right now for content and okay. value. So three foods right now that you see everybody eating that they need to cut out. Go. Okay. Great. This will be easy. You don't have to cut any foods out of your diet. You have to cut back on foods that are less healthy. So less sweets and treats, less fattier cuts of meat. Okay. Make them leaner and less of it. Um, and, you know, so you don't really need to cut out. Let me go back to the story of growing out with my mother. We always had ice cream. We always had chocolate. We always had knockoff Oreos. And, but it, it was controlled. That was it for the week. If you ate it all in 48 hours, that was your problem. But you didn't get any more. So if you space that out over the week, you're fine. So you don't need to, but you need to change the proportionality on your plate and the frequency of doing those kinds of foods. Three superfoods that go into a super diet. Okay, did we not say there's no super? I, I just food? said that go into a super, super diet. diet. Oh gosh. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you fruits, and vegetables, specifics. Uh, okay, I, I'm not doing. I'm not telling you which child I like the most. I just told you I love them all. So, so I am not going to do that. I am not going down that aisle because all of them are really, really good. Just eat them and eat them in the proportionality that you need. Big fresh. Um. <clears throat> I have a little bit of like a conceptual question. So okay. earlier you mentioned that troubling statistic that over 70% of Americans are yes. overweight. Yes. Um, if in the future, let's say, you know, whoever wins the 2020 presidential election comes to you and says, hey, we have this new program. You'll have unlimited funding. Just change the American diet and make everyone like healthier. Mm -hmm. What would be your first kind of steps and like things to change? Right. Well, Killer question. Well, great question because... We did that in the Obama administration with school lunch. Mm. And we saw that the kids' diets improved when they got more fruits and vegetables and it helped better stabilize their weight. So we know that. So, and let's remember, I'm all for breakfast in school. So, you know, you got parents that are too busy, right? You got too busy. And so, guess, get on the bus, let's get the children in, let's give them a healthy breakfast and a healthy lunch. So we really nourish them. Then, mom and dad, you go to work, and guess what, Mr. and Mrs. Employer? You give them a healthy breakfast, and you give healthy, affordable foods in the cafeteria at lunch. So if we can all feed, right, our adults, we're very busy. He says that he doesn't want to prep, even though he does. So if we can get corporations, if we can get schools to help feed people, make it easy and affordable to eat healthier, then all we have to worry about is dinner. Would you vote for me? Are you running? I, maybe. I think you could do it. You got the motor to do it. <laughs> Go door to door. Say, vote for me. Okay. So three popular diets, okay. right? There's the paleo. Yeah. There's the vegan. Mm -hmm. And then there's the keto. Mm -hmm. 
give me your rank of all three in terms of overall health and, and promoting overall health. Okay. Go. Right. All right. Vegan, if planned well, and you should always meet your registered dietitian, nutritionist to make sure that you're getting nutrients that you need because there are certain nutrients like uh, vitamin D and uh, vitamin B12. Vitamin B12 only comes naturally from animal food, so you have to get it from a, a fortified foods or supplement. So uh, a well-planned vegan could be fab. Right, so that's that's great, and we know we have yeah. we have good science to suggest that. And the paleo keto, I know the keto is a cuckooness. I, I mean, the, <laughs> the keto, I should say, it is not cuckooness. The keto diet was done for children who have epilepsy, and this is a very very hard diet to follow. If you really truly I tried are keto, it. I it really Terrible. it is challenging, and 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 those children that have this and they see an improvement and reduced number of seizures work with a registered dietitian to make sure that they are stay in ketosis but also are growing it is very challenging what we have now is this is keto cuckoo-ness all right with a cuckoo with a k so i i mean you have i saw keto chocolate cake mix now how could you have a keto i don't want to talk about this, this is so silly so let's go on to paleo okay so paleo we already talked about that you know uh Paleo people, they You'll lift. do it, but it's not, you're not, you don't want to do it. No, it's, I, I, I'm getting, but the proportionality, I want more fruits and vegetables and what I talked about. I don't want four chicken breasts on a salad. Okay? Well, mind you, my body requires more protein than yours. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, I got you. We'll keep you concise. All right, I, w- I want to ask you like three more questions. All right, babe, quickie. We'll do it quick. All right. Carnivore diet. Okay. Are you familiar? Okay, so again, we're talking that. A would lot you of do me, it? No, I'm. I'm Italian. We did the fruits and vegetables. Did we not go through this? No. Real quick to elaborate, the carnivore diet is an exclusively all meat diet. So all you do is eat meat, mostly red meat, right. no veggies. Okay. There are I, some benefits uh, to it, uh, correct? No, uh, no, no, because there are not benefits to that because you're not going to meet all your uh, vitamin nutrient needs and your fiber needs if you only have one food group. There are five food groups. If you one muscles out the others, you're going to fall short on nutrients. So next one, go. Next, three foods to boost cognition. What? Cognition needs is... Like right now, I'm tired. Yeah, what foods tired. could well, I eat to like focus well, up? A, you should have got more sleep and that's key i'm not kidding you because people say i'm really tired what can i eat to get um uh, feel more sharp no you needed the sleep that's number one okay number two is your brain loves glucose so having a diet or a breakfast or whatever if you're tired right now that has those you know complex carbohydrates the whole grain fruits some vegetables some protein and a little bit of fat that's the meal your brain loves and your body loves got it that was two of three. I know. You got one more, Bubba. No, that was two of three brain-boosting foods. Oh, oh, oh two of three brain-boosting foods. Um, I like to. I like this idea of spreading it out throughout the day. I do like that. Um, and, you know, I also am very much giving equal opportunity to all groups. And I love dairy foods because they're a great source of potassium, vitamin D if it's milk, and calcium, which are three full short nutrients. So I like everybody in the same sandbox or my plate working together. Got it. Okay. Joan's on the run. But listen. What? I think we should do another episode sometime I, I soon. think we should. And you know, should. I'm going to... I want you to... I'm, I'm not coming if you're only on four hours. Sleep. I know. I agree. Right. This is it. I want eight and a half for him or I'm not coming. Seven. Mr. Fretch, you and I can do it. He can do nothing. We don't really need him, do we? No. Okay. I had a blast, though. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So listen, this is how we start and end the episode. Okay. Big Fresh.
Yep. You want to tell her how to start and end the episode? Sure. <clears throat> um, okay. So, first you say, hi, my name is your name. And you say, this is my golden hour. That's the first part. Okay, okay. This is. This is. is my golden hour. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> but I would second say, part. Hi, you like your name. John. Okay. Okay. Let me do so, that right now. No, uh, no. And then second part. Hi, this is my name. Or, yeah, my name is. Um, and that was my golden hour. Okay. So two different. Here parts. we go. Can Let's I do see. it? Yeah. One, uh, one take. Yeah. Ready? Me and the rock star nutritionist. <laughs> Let's go. Hi, I'm Joan Salji Blake, a registered dietitian nutritionist, nutrition professor at Boston U- University, and this is my golden hour. Nice. And then? Hi, I'm Joan Salji Blake, registered dietitian, nutritionist, nutrition professor at Boston University, and that was my golden hour. That diet must be a super diet because you're one of few people to ever execute on that fully. Let's go.